Hello, listeners. This is Jim Horan, the Keys bartender. I said my last name. My last name's Horan. I don't say that too often. Yep. It's a ethnically Irish name, but what we really like about it is that sometimes if people aren't familiar with it, I can pretend I'm Jewish. I know. Of course, Horowitz, you know, all that, all those names and stuff like that. Yes. Um, so that's one small thing. I don't know why I said that. But the funny thing today, I wanted to talk about being in a rush. I'm a procrastinator and I've done this all the times. I would let things go let deadlines pass and all this stuff. And it's been a bane of my existence. Or it could have been, it could be a quality that makes me exceptional. Who knows? People that can work on it. I'm sure there's studies that say people that procrastinate have a ability to recover quickly or something like that. I don't know. I'm not professing that, but I'm sure there's a study that has, shows that there's always a study that shows the positive effects of a negative quality, such as procrastination. And I was thinking about that. When I was in college, I even let, I had papers that, before I even started on a paper, I had papers that I submitted after the deadline. I started after the deadline. Or I did the night before they were due. A 20-page paper. Wow. I mean, I had to do all the research. This is old, old school research. And we didn't, I didn't paraphrase or take anything out. I would read something, let it mull about in my mind and regurgitate it back out with my understanding about the content of the information I just read. That's what papers are about. You know, you're not supposed to just cut and paste and things like that. And if you cut and paste, it's very easy to go and just say, well, this section of sounds really close to that. Or changing a couple words. You know, and say, well, this sounds just exactly like this. I wrote a paper on negative campaigning, mudslinging. And I thought that was my, my uh, I could have done a book on it. I should have done a book on it years ago. God, it must have been 34 years ago, 35 years ago, my last year in college. It was my opus. Well, no, this is my opus, isn't it? And even though I talk about procrastination, another aspect of people that procrastinate is that they're rushing around a lot. When you're driving down the road, this happens every place, doesn't it? Especially the smaller the highway you are and things like that. I mean, I guess you don't, it's hard to tell on the Autobahn if someone's in Germany, if someone's rushing because there's no speed limit or things like that. People just like to go 120, 130 miles an hour or what? what's probably better, 200 kilometers an hour, Right. I mean, it's just people like that. But there's other people that drive very recklessly. We talked about that in motorcycles and stuff like previously. But you always think in your head, what happened to these people to make them rush? Are they procrastinators? Where are they going? What are they doing? Are they late for work in the morning? If you're one of those people that don't give yourself enough time or you couldn't find the closing and you got to be in work and... uh, you know, you, 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 there's a running your pantyhose. I mean, do people wear pantyhose anymore? I know. I remember I used to date a girl who used to uh, order it online back in the 90s. And people made a big deal. And she goes, she buys her pantyhose online. Some girl said this to me. And I go, what does that mean? Is that something sex, sexually suggestive? Or are women more adventurous who buy their pantyhose online? And not in the store. So I even remember the girl's name that I was dating at the time. It was for a short period of time. Yeah, I know pantyhose. Who I used to call it. That was a kind of a, a derogatory con- comment for some guy. We call him pantyhose. 
It's kind of a lame-ass insult, isn't it? Well, getting ready for work, you know, screwing up, maybe uh, washing your hair with your conditioner, forgetting to shave, all those things. I used to rush around in the morning. I never really had to, too often had to sp- Speed. Even though I'm a procrastinator, when I had to be someplace, I was usually pretty good about getting there early. Right? Ten minutes before. When someone said, be there at a certain... Unless it was a military operation. Meet you there at 1,200 hours. Right? And say, I'll see you at 12 o'clock. I mean, I figure 10 o'clock, 10 of 10. It's good. Now, the closer you get to the time, like it's quarter it's quarter of 11 right now in the morning. And someone called me up and said, hey, listen, when can you be here? And I'll say, well, the 30 minutes from now, right? That'll be 30 minutes. It'll be about 30 minutes. That means I have to be out the door if it's 10 minutes away. I got to be out the door at uh, 5 after 11, which would give me 10 minutes to get there, right? But otherwise, if it was a couple hours and and I had to be there at like 3 o'clock, I'd be there at 10 of 3. You know, go, but down here, you got this long ribbon, and it's no different than other places, I realize that, but there's one direction if you're driving off this, and that's north. Kind of, we're going to call it north, even though the direction is kind of northeast when you're heading north, and it's southwest when you're heading south. More and actually more west than south. Yeah, I know. Kind of, kind of like one of those. I don't even want to say like a banana on the other side because not everything. Just because I check explicit doesn't mean it has to be explicit. I don't have to say dick all the time, and it could mean someone's name. So I may not have this edited. So there you have that airport thing oh and to get back to it the reason I brought it to mind is that I was pouring myself another cup of coffee and Fridays we have our recycles picked up and our yard waste picked up and all I heard was you hear the truck coming down the street and there's a distinct sound of the truck uh, trash truck coming down and it's a yard waste truck and you hear this guy go, come on, come on, come on, let's move it, let's move it, let's move it. Come on, come on, come on, let's move it. And I'm thinking, holy shit, is this guy a dickhead? Is he telling the driver, is it like a new driver and you're going to be harassing the guy the whole fucking day? You know? I guess they have a route and the faster they do it, they're done. But I don't think, I don't think this guy's going to hear this podcast and you're going to say, oh, this fucker up here is making uh, an issue out of the way I work. No, I'm not. I'm not. But, you know, you're driving down these residential streets. You don't want to be speeding in a truck, a dump truck. Because imagine pulling out a parking lot and a yard waste truck hits hits you and crushes your truck. I mean, your car. It's got to be shitty. So that made me think about people. Why do people rush? So the airport. And I told you about a friend of mine's wife who I drive, and she'd never worry about being at the airport on time. But you see those people. If you're on a big plane and stuff like that, you see the people that make it there in a second. You don't know what happened. You don't know what happened. Every so often, people have unforeseen delays. Or there's people that are always delayed. Now, if you're always delayed, you could have a thing where the person that you're with is slowing you down. Or unique situation. But rarely, if it happens multiple times, it's you. It's like seeing someone's <clears throat> yelling asshole at someone and you're looking around and say everyone looks pretty, you know, pretty nice and stuff like that. The asshole's you. So the late person's you on the plane. If you're always arriving and running up to the gate and stuff and you're able to get on the plane, you're missing it, you got to reschedule and stuff like that, it's, it's you. It's most certainly you. I used to see these people all the time. I remember sometimes seeing on a flight, every so often I see guys, Middle Eastern descent, hopping on a plane or rushing to get on the plane. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. Um, The possibility for them, because they could have had enhanced security screenings. 
and they're rushing on the plane and putting on stuff. I mean, if I if I was in a targeted group and I was traveling, I would not make that point of being late that day. You know, say, I'm in a hurry to get on that plane. You know, hold on a second, buddy. You know, yeah, you got to be careful. So, yeah, the airport thing. If you're doing an international travel, I never understand that stuff. People coming in and running. Well, you're going on a big trip. You're going on a big trip. Why wouldn't you give yourself a little extra time? Does that extra hour really make a big difference for you? Yeah, yeah, if you've seen the love of your life, maybe, maybe, maybe. But a lot of times, if you know, and if it doesn't, like, if it doesn't inconvenience you to reschedule and it's a drop in a bucket, you say, well, I'll just reschedule. I don't care if it's buy another ticket. That's fine and good. And don't expect people to wait for you. Fuck that. When someone's usually late, if they drag their ass, I have people I used to give rides at home and rides home from work, my coworkers, and I say I'm leaving in in three minutes. If you want to ride, go. Do you have anything else to do? No. And they, I wait. One time I waited like ten minutes in my car, and just told them I said, "Listen, I'm not going to wait again." It has nothing to do with you. Oh, well, it does have something to fucking do with you because you're late. But I I just don't want to have a resentment. What do you mean? Why would you have a resentment? Because I want to leave and you're keeping me here and I'm offering you a service of dropping you off. No, no problem. A free service. So after that point, I just say, okay, well, next time when I say three minutes, that means within three minutes. Not three minutes plus. In three minutes, I'm gone. So what are you, you going to do? I say, I'm going to leave. Oh, you're not going to wait for me? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. You're four minutes away if you need to use the bathroom or something. You're four minutes driving or you're 30 minutes walking. Your choice. Get your ass in gear. I know it sounds cruel. Now, if they have a physical handicap and stuff like that, I understand that. No problem. But it's never that. It, you know that. You know, those. <clears throat> you want to do it. I wanted to do it when I would go on a date and I'd go in to pick someone up and have reservations. And I make the reservation. I say, well, is it enough time? Is an hour enough time for you to get ready? And they go, more than enough time. And then I wait an additional half hour. I always wanted to leave. I always wanted to leave because I know it's always going to be like that. If you're taking someone to a place and you're treating them and stuff like that, and they're, they can't find themselves to accommodate a time. I wanted to say accommodate you, but accommodate time. If they're on their good fortune to be taken to a nice place and they can't find a time to get ready, I would be like, I would have been, the, that would have been great stories going like this and call them up and go, hey, I'm canceling a re- I did that one time with someone where I canceled a reservation because we were 40 minutes late. And I said, listen, I called up. We were already 10 minutes late and I was 30 minutes away. And I called up. And I said, listen, I am so sorry. I am not going to be there on time. And uh, uh, if someone's waiting for a table, please give it to them. And the girl I was with was angry. She goes, why did you do that? I said, well, we're late. And I don't want to hold up the table and stuff like that and show up and say, I know I'm late. Blah, blah, blah. I just don't want to be that guy. I, w- I should have called. I should have called when I was at the house, the house where we, I was picking the girl up. And it was, it was I, I knew 20 minutes before that we weren't going to make it in time. I said, I'm going to be a little late. Uh, can I extend the res? No, but I, I waited. I procrastinated on calling. Yes, that's my procrastinating was enhanced by her procrastination. But if there's someone they think it's the thing for them to get ready, you figure you got to put yourself in a kind of mode where you can get ready fast and make the fucking decisions that I'm going to wear the red shirt, the blue pants, the silver pumps, whatever, skirt. It should be a skirt. Actually, you're not going to be going to a nice restaurant. Um, wait, I shouldn't be telling women how to dress. But... You do it. Guys, not so much. Hospital. Now, hospital, 
and someone's rushing for a hospital. Now, if you work at a hospital, that's work. And if you're calling for emergency, that's different. But if you're showing up for your regular shift, take that as regular work. Not because if you're a fucking doctor and you don't know, you you don't know it takes a half hour to get there, and you got to drive there in fifteen minutes because it's a half hour away, and you got to yeah. Get your ass. I don't care how important you are. You don't have to put people at risk. I love doctors, though. I'm telling you that. And, uh, now, the, one of the, there's a whole myriad of reasons. You know, there's people getting sick, have to pee, have to poop, you know, got diarrhea. Um, booty calls. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're rushing for a booty call. Um, I got to hand it to that one. I did that before. But I didn't speed. I mean, it was a residential neighborhood and stuff like that. And uh, I had um, a young lady who I had, I've known. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't one night stand. Well, we hadn't gotten together before, but I knew her for a couple of years. And we were down the shore and I was standing at a friend's house. And I went, I'm sleeping, I was being respectful we didn't really, I, I think we may have kissed a little and stuff like that, but I didn't want to move things really quick. I liked this girl. She was attractive and stuff like that. I don't know why we didn't go out afterwards. I think because she made, uh, I, I don't know. I think she was, uh, one of my friends was interested in her. But um, I'm sleeping, I'm reading Mad Magazine on the couch. She's in the bedroom. I gave her one of my T-shirts. And then she came to the doorway and she goes, hey, are you going to come in here or what? You got condoms? And I'm like, oh. I would have stopped at one of our local convenience stores, which was in that time, still this time, in North Wildwood was Wawa. And I knew exactly where the condoms were there. So I I just put my hand up. I said, one second. And it was less than three blocks away. Now, I may have broken a couple speed limits, but it was one o'clock in the morning. Was when it was twenty five miles an hour. I may have went thirty five. And in, and in one of those tight neighborhoods, that is pretty fast. I wouldn't do any more than that. You only go in a couple. You can really couldn't even get that speed while you're making those turns and stuff like that. Matter of fact, when I got to the Wawa, there was a big ass biker dude. Now I'm six four. At the time, it was like one ninety five, one ninety eight. But I'm considerably. This guy was big. I'm behind him. I'm looking at. I'm looking squarely. In, in the shoulders, he must have been like six eight, or the back of his neck, standing in line. The guy turns around, and I think he can see me. I'm impatient. He can see that I'm impatient, but he saw. He looked down, and he saw the condoms. He goes, "Hey, bro, why? Looks like you're in a hurry. Why don't you go?" And he said, "I appreciate it," and let me go, and I drove back a little quicker and then you know my friend saw me pulling my car up real quick in front of the house I was staying at with in the room he goes hey Jimbo what are you doing and I, I pointed to a little paper bag I had and I pointed inside I didn't say anything he kind of put two and two together he realized you know I grabbed bags went inside I mean he could have thought it had emodium in there for all the sakes but yeah that booty call thing that's crazy but yeah, there's things. There's things that are important. But think about how many times when are you just driving down the road regularly do you almost get in an accident? And there's a reason why they call that an accident because it's someone doing what you don't expect them to do in front of you. Or the vehicle not doing what you expect to do in front of you. Like a flat occurring. Um, some mechanical breakdown other, other than a flat. Someone pulling out. Without warning, a pedestrian walk in front. It's just so many things. And whenever you're rushing, and think about rushing in the house, taking your time, giving yourself a little extra time. How many times people break their toes and stuff like that when they walk around the house? If they did a study on it, it have to be most of the people are rushing. You know, oh, I waited too long to go to the bathroom and rush, and I banged my toe. Now I got a broken toe, and I peed all over my fucking self. So there's a lot to be said for giving yourself a little time. It's a gift to yourself. 
And you could do something, plan something to do when you have that extra time. If you go to airport early, like we got, I give myself, when I dropped my girls off yesterday to go to Poland, I did on a previous show, I talked about that, but I stopped by the global entry office so I can, I could do the interview so I can get the global entry so I don't have to go through the screening. But, and Abby says, you're going to get it? And I said, well, she goes, I'm not going to get it for this trip. Why should I get it for this trip? Because when I'm coming back, I'm not going to walk up when I get global entry and leave my family behind if I'm coming back with them. I'm not going to say, see you later. See you at the luggage area. No, I'm not going to do that. What am I gonna, I'm not going to leave them behind. So, and they probably would, I would probably get enhanced scrutiny because you've got global entry. Why are you waiting here? And so, well, my family doesn't. But you could do so much with that and reduce your stress, you know, and reduces the excitement. We talked about those cruise ships before, too. The most exciting part of the cruise ship time is when the port calls over and people are rushing back. Why do people give themselves so little time? And some, I'm sure, you, you know, if you look at it, it's a microcosm. A cruise ship is a microcosm of chance, whether it's in the gambling area or coming back. Not everyone that's coming back is always doing it. But if you see always the same person, how many times had you had to rush back to the ship? Well, I've been on a cruise ship 20 times. I had to rush back to the ship 15 times. Well, it's fucking you. And you know what? Being late is selfish. So try not to be selfish. And the news item today I was reading about the largest mammal there were, that ever existed. And I thought it would be like a mammoth or Roseanne Barr. But no, it's not, it's not an ancient elephant or anything. It's a rhinoceros. And I go, wow, I'm reading the article and stuff like that. And this is expectations. I had expectations. I said, it's a rhinoceros that has... It stood at the shoulders 20 feet tall. 20 feet tall, a rhinoceros. And I go, man, a rhinoceros, 20 feet tall with that one horn. And then all of a sudden they show a picture and he goes, but it doesn't have a horn. What the fuck? That's the one thing about a rhinoceros you want to see. You want to see that horn. It looks like, what makes it a, what makes a rhinoceros then? That's a weird genetic thing to develop. Not to have... No, they never had a horn, So, but no, eventually they developed a horn. Well, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's like being a tiger without the mane or the tail. Or a shark without the fin. Well, this the largest shark ever... Well, it doesn't have a fin. It doesn't have that dorsal fin. You know, well, what the fuck? That's the most apparent thing. It's like early and early ancestors, the largest human, but they were headless. What? I mean, it's a certain aspect on things that you expect to see. And on a rhinoceros, I expect to see a horn. Well, that's expectations. Then I looked at it and I said, I'm sure there's other things about rhinoceroses that make it interesting. You know, I mean, they're pretty fucking aggressive, aren't they? Not as aggressive as the hippopotamus or hippopotami. Would that be rhinoceri or rhinoceros? Sis. Okay. I know, that's just kind of fucking random, but I just thought 20 foot tall rhinoceros would be fucking awesome. I mean, I can rant, I do get the concept that dinosaurs are huge, but this is a mammal. This is a mammal along the lines of like a pachyderm, which is an elephant, which is a you know largest land mammal right now. I guess that's the largest land mammal because twenty feet. It wouldn't have been a. I mean, a, they're probably you know whale, blue whale, still the largest mammal, I think. Who knows? Shit. I mean, I have a chink in the armor here, but no fucking horn. So I covered that. Another thing, since I have you guys here. Do you ever think about the rules that you never really can understand why they have those rules nowadays? 
And another rule is that I don't understand is I do notaries. And some states require blue ink and some like blank ink for signatures. I say, what does it matter? And people say, well, originally, I guess they went with the blue ink and they forgot to do it because all copies were all copies were black and white, meaning the ink was black and the paper was white. So, in order to see that it's not a copy, use blue ink because they couldn't do the blue signature. But nowadays, you can print in color. Everything else can be black and then you can say, oh, just stipulate anything that looks like a signature. You can even uh, do a stipulation that a signature would appear in blue ink. And you could probably, I don't know, but how hard would it be? You can probably have it lay on more ink to make it look like a uh, signature. You ever seen those printed things? Those letters you get in the mail and stuff like that? And it's black ink, blank ink, and then they have a signature in blue or red ink and stuff like that. Was it was printed? They didn't hand sign that. Some of them are, yeah, some of them may be hand. Some of them may be hand. But by and large, if you got one from a place that's sending out hundreds of thousands of letters, they were not signed. They're just printed out that way. So who gives a shit to blue ink and black ink? There's a lot of rules out there like that. It's like, what, what does it matter? It's like technology changes. You say, well, now it's kind of redundant. It's kind of redundant, the rules and stuff like that. You say, use video, use video surveillance to show someone committing a crime. Now you got deep fakes. You got videos and stuff like that. People can, I'm just wait. I'm clicking my pen here. You got videos that could be fake. They could put it. Take a video of someone else, put you know, superimpose someone's image, and uh, there's certain you know programs where they can mimic the mo- movements of their mouth and facial expressions and make it look like they're doing it. So almost any video, if you have the right resources and stuff, the amount of resources and expert- expertise, they're starting. They can they can simulate almost anything. So video evidence is going to be have to be taken like a grain of salt, like someone's testimony. Say, well, how do we know how accurate this person's testimony is? If they were a witness, <clears throat> you have to depend on their credibility. And you're depending on the credibility of a video surveillance, right? If there are videotape, there's no proof anymore. So that's a nice thing. A lot of people thought, you know, oh my God, they're videotaping everything nowadays. You can't get away from anything. Whatever you do, you're going to always get that. Now I can say, oh, that's not real. So almost anything could be done. Unless you have, you ever hear that person where they walk in on their partner and they're having intimate relations. They're fucking someone else. And they go, hey, don't, are you going to believe your eyes or are you going to believe me? I mean, that is one of those things where you just say, you're crazy. That wasn't happening. That did not happen. I mean, that would be an ultimate denial if that person's tried to do that. Imagine you'd have to, God, I couldn't imagine trying to carry it out. Just admit it. But I guess, you know, it's only visual, like confirmation from your loved one is going to be the one thing. I saw you taking your penis and putting it into the the next door neighbor. Right? No, 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 no. That, that, that wasn't what you saw. That was not what you saw. Well, good luck with that. To wrap things up today, we're at... Oh, well, I'm not going to do two wrap-ups. First, I'm going to uh, talk about my plea to Poland. This is a personal appeal to the country of Poland. Please let Americans in, U.S. Americans. I know on uh, as of the 16th or the 17th, the EU is loosening, uh, uh, mentioned that it will be 
allowing Americans into their countries. But my plea for Poland, please allow Americans into, not just me, because that's a personal appeal for That's selfish. I don't know. But I'm going to add it to the voice. And I know there's some people that listen. There's normally relatives. Maybe I can get more. I'm going to do some episodes there. I will, I will talk about how friendly, how fun, how affordable. You know, I know a lot of people kind of denigrate tourists. And you may hear me say, Every so often talk about that, but I love tourists. That's where I make my money down here. I, I, I really love them. First of all, they appreciate your place that you live. It's like coming around, so oh, I really like your house. You got a nice car, blah, 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 blah. No, they look around and say, oh, it's so nice here. It's a paradise. I did a signing yesterday, and a guy says, he's from Texas, and he goes, oh, you, this is paradise here. I said, oh, wow. See, you know, we see it fresh your eyes. And that guy was here since. Was there for four days. And they love it. Absolutely love it. Went diving and all that stuff. And I generally felt, I mean, besides just getting work from him, doing his signing from a title company, having him sign, I didn't give anything away. What I mean is, I didn't give anything away about the person's anonymity. I did appreciate them being here. I appreciate the people that come in the restaurant and come to the bar and spend money. And I appreciate the people spend money other places because it supports my fellow residents and keeps the economy going here. Make sure we have a healthy economy. I don't necessarily like the other things. You know? Oh, yesterday, now that I remember, I'm still applying. I'm just, I'm going to talk, talk about Poland. Yesterday, my family went to Poland. Okay? And they were allowed in. Even though, you know, there were Polish citizens, my wife and her sister, and her, my stepdaughter, who is the daughter of a Polish citizen by birth, a birthright. Uh, not my daughter. She's an American citizen, but she's Polish f- from the mother being a Polish citizen. I do appreciate you letting them in. And if I, if you don't allow us in, I understand it's a personal decision. But I do, if you do... If you do do it, I will gladly make several podcasts while I'm there. Maybe to the chagrin and consternation of my wife, who says, why the fuck are you doing something like that? We're on vacation. I say, well, this is what I do on vacation. You know, it's one of those things. It's going to add another aspect to the Keys bartender. The Keys bartender in Poland. I would love to do Keys Bartender in Poland. Matter of fact, I'm going to have to retitle the show Keys Bartender in Poland. Hmm. Yes. I'll do that. I'll do each episode. The Keys Bartender in Poland. Maybe if I go there, you'll let me, uh, one of their local restaurants will let me bartend for a little while. I would love to bartend. Make cocktails there. Do you want some cocktail? I'll make cocktails for you. Hmm. I'm going to do that. I'm going to see if they want... Just let me bartend for a day. Can I bartend? You don't have to pay me. You don't have to pay me. I'll just have a video of me bartending, showing people where it is, how fun and beautiful your restaurants and bars are. And they are beautiful. And the service is excellent. And the food is great. The facilities are wonderful. The countryside. And all those things, I could talk about it. And you hear it in my voice. So this is my plea Whoever's in charge over there, let Americans in, and me in particular. That's a selfish thing, but I appreciate it if you would. I'm not asking for a personal invite or a key to the country. Do they give keys to the country? I would big fucking key, wouldn't it? Be they give keys to cities? How about a country? What do you, I mean? Give me a big fucking key, you know? And I come in, you know, I carry it around my neck. A big, or maybe like a ribbon cutting for Americans. I get a big ass pair of scissors. We are now open to American travelers. And I cut it. I accidentally cut off, cut off my hand. That would be with a big ass pair of scissors. But I do appreciate, I would appreciate if you do let us in. 
And we're probably, we'll leave the country as nice as we found it. Just like you would, you know, we're, we're the kind of people, well, my wife's there already, but we don't litter. I do curse, but in English, but not often. Just as much as a regular person. Stuff like that. I don't yell at Polish people. Hmm. I'm polite. I'm polite. Okay, I'm weird maybe because I smile too much. You may not like. You may think that uh, we look like idiots because we're smiling, but it's because we're nice and we want to present a positive demeanor to other people. It's not because we're idiots, though some of us are idiots. That being said, there's certain people. And... If you want us to wear the stereotypical American clothes, we'll wear that. Or I can probably blend in. I can probably blend in. I'll do my haircut. I'll do my haircut like yours. I'm, I I think I have a haircut that I could be Polish. I know when I, when I went to the airport and there were some Polish people, there's the uh, ticketing agents... They looked local, but there was one or two that looked Polish. And there were people from that neck of the woods, you know, checking on to get on plane. I imagine they were because they had to be, because how would you get it? There had to be like one Polish person and family had to be Polish or Ukrainian or whatever. And um, there was actually a Ukrainian one there flying to Poland. I guess they were just getting, they're going to get a connecting flight from Warsaw and go to Ukraine or drive there. That's a tricky situation. But uh, I do appreciate it. I will even, but if you don't change your mind, I will not, I just won't have the opportunity to do the shows. And that's all I have to say about Poland this year. Because I will be back. Trust me, I still love the, I still love your country. I still love Poland. I would consider it, I would consider it an honor to live there. It's such a, and you know, I would be a per- big proponent of your country. And it's better because I don't have any Polish ancestry. I mean, who knows? Maybe I do. I mean, I'm from Hungary. My I'm not from Hungary, but I have my maternal grandfather was Hungarian. I mean, could he, could he misrepresented themselves? Could a Polish people be sitting in Hungary, coming over to America and pretend, thinking, oh, we're Hungarian? My grandmother used to think she was Dutch because she was told she was Pennsylvania Dutch and stopped speaking German when she was nine years old because during World War I, when she was nine years old, people stopped speaking German because we were at war with the Germans. So, well... Let that stew a little. Hey, and Bartek and my family over in Poland, I do appreciate anything you do for us making pleas. I know you don't need the money. I know you don't need the money. You got a beautiful country and stuff like that. But let me come over there and spend some money. <coughs> Buy some of your delicious cheese. <coughs> Eat some of these pierogies. Some of the pretzels you got. I don't drink alcohol. I am not drinking alcohol too, so you don't have to worry me about being drunk. Yeah. I won't be the typical drunken American, but I am a bartender. You may say, oh, my God, that may be an an anomaly there in Poland. It's kind of selfish for me to go on about that, but I'm pretty done. I appreciate it. If Polish was, if Poland was a woman, okay, now we don't get in church. I'd be very respectful of her. Open the door. Make sure I'm very polite. I mean, it doesn't matter if Polish a man or a woman. I'm always going to be polite. I do appreciate that. I only got in our two arguments with people in Poland, and mainly they were arguing with me. One guy in Poland at the wrong parking lot, and it was a pay parking lot, and I was just asking directions, and he wanted to be paid, even though it was just turning around. And he got all pissed off. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm not staying here, so what? Uh, it was like that Steve Buscemi uh, uh, scene from Fargo when he calls into the parking garage and wants a refund when he comes out. <laughs> uh, but And then another one, I was just sitting on a hillside in a, in a tourist area on the top of a mountain. 
and there's sightseers around, mainly Polish and stuff like that. And I'm one American sitting on the bench while the girls are in the store. And I'm just looking at people, people watching. One guy, I'm looking at one guy and he starts screaming at me like, what are you looking at? I, I assume he said that because he was angry at me for no reason whatsoever. And that's the only two. Otherwise, everyone's pretty amused or having a good time. And that's a pretty good average for, for um, how many trips has it been? Three trips to Poland. Was it three trips? Four, three trips. And that'd be my fourth trip. I want to make it a fourth trip. I want to go next year, too. Okay, that's it. Uh, I want to wrap it up with uh, on the road to 500 episodes. On the road to 500 episodes. Yes. We are on the road to 500 episodes. I'm a, this is episode 462. 38 episodes, uh, give or take. If I can do six, I mean, maybe I can get them done before I go to Poland. Maybe not. Maybe I can get eight episodes a week. Should I rush it? Should I not rush it? If I'm particularly productive, I'll do it. If not, I know. Remember years ago, my friend, uh, Gina Bellini, the owner, uh, one of the co-owners of Doc's Diner, in Key Largo, when I first told her I was going to do a podcast or start a podcast, she goes, you know, they could say it's a success if you make 100 episodes. Well, I'm on episode 462. And I don't know. I wouldn't characterize this as a success yet, but it has been helpful. To, you know, out of everything, everyone who gained, if any, if anybody's gained anything from this podcast, it's me. It's me. A deeper appreciation of technology and the limits of technology and the limits of my understanding of technology and my stick to and the understanding of me being persistent. I like the idea, the one thing, is being persistent. I used to think if I got the 500 episode, I would have a financial compensation for it. I don't have that yet. But then again, I haven't been pushing for it that much. Well, I don't have the listenership for it yet. Maybe I'll never will. Maybe the quality's not good enough. Maybe I can, hey, Jim, you got to do your sound. Maybe you got to bring some fucking host back. Co-host. Well, I'm a host. And maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I should develop a split person. If I had a split personality disorder, that would be, I mean, there should be a podcast for someone with multiple... Uh, Multiple personality disorder. That would be fucking great, wouldn't it? I'm not talking about doing voices like Frank uh, Cirarello or Corullo or whatever the guy that does John Madden and George Dutton Bush. He was on Mad TV or for older listeners, Jonathan Winters. I'm talking about real personalities where they forget you know, when you're talking, that would be fucking awesome. I mean, everyone does have that, really. They do have multiple personalities. If you think about the upper, your upbeat version of yours, if you're a person that's somewhat, I, I used to be more manic, maybe I'm less, and I do have a temper. And people do go through a personality change when it comes to temper. Because they forget those other things that they're maybe understanding. And people that I think people pleasers have the worst temper sometimes when they lose it. Yesterday, when I was doing the signing, I was in a nice hotel north of me in the lobby of this hotel in Key Largo. And there was a couple there, and they're having a discussion with the front desk. And I wasn't interfering or over over listening or eavesdropping because they everyone in the lobby heard their discussion. They made it known. And then the guy started explaining. He goes, well, if they don't resolve it, blah, 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 blah. And he's getting pissed and he's pissed at the woman. He says, let's go and just enjoy the rest of our vacation. Let's go and have dinner. And if they don't resolve it and gets done, cancel your credit card and let's see how they're going to fucking collect it. I mean, it was a disagreement over points. How much, like, they were going to get a discount on the rooms. And I think it has a lot to do. This was a tangible expression of the hostility people have 
over the incredible cost of the rooms. And I think they've dropped. The prices have dropped since like three three weeks ago. I think I, I go and look down at Key West and stuff like that. I'm starting to see room prices dropping down into the hundreds and 200. Uh, they're still $600, $700 a night. Which was oh fucking outrageous. Seven hundred dollars a night. You think like a presidential suite or something like that. As a matter of fact, when we first started opening, you know, down here in Florida, when it was in August, I took my family to Naples and we got a deal because my wife's sister works at this really nice resort and she had a discount and she made a booking for us and we got it for some crazy, like 250 a night, and we got this room that was bigger than our house. And the patio on this place was, God, how many do you say? I would say 800 square foot patio, maybe a thousand square foot patio. Right? That's a big ass patio. It was in parts of the patio, they had like eight, 20 feet wide out there. They had couples. Like three different seating areas on the patio. Dining area, couch area. That's the patio. And then you had an inside dining area. Then a big living room and two bedrooms. A one bedroom, one big bedroom. And two two bathrooms. When there's two full bathrooms in a hotel room, then you know you made it, right? I like that. Like two, I know there's bigger ones. You can get ones with like three, but yeah, two. Weird thing, it didn't have a kitchen. But who wants a kitchen when you go out and stuff like that? But uh, that was, but I, I can't imagine what it would be now. I couldn't imagine what the full price and person behind the desk says, you know, there's a very good price that you're paying. But then again, their occupancy was that there was only like 25, 30% of the rooms were being occupied, so they were happy to have it have it done. So, um, I'd like to thank you for listening. What was I doing? 500 episodes. I'm going to continue to do 500 episodes. I did write down my ideas for today. I do appreciate, once again, I'm going to say this. If I don't do this lightly. I do appreciate, I appreciate what this does for me. You... You hear a lot of people say, I would do this even if no one listened. Well, I do this because people listen now. And I do this for myself and I get a lot out of it. I hope you get something out of it. And I appreciate you listening to some of the things I think are important enough to talk about. You don't have to agree with me. But I do appreciate you you guys and uh, I, I do I do want to know that I try to do my best when I do do this I'm not choking up it's just the way my voice is I try to do my best each one I try to do something that after 400 and something 462 episodes there is a reason why there are some listeners and there's some new listeners and some old listeners. And I do appreciate every people that listen along. I try to put out content that's new. I try to think about gratitude every day. I try to live my life through gratitude. I feel a lot better. I, I did mention on a previous episode that th- the last time my family went away when I wasn't there. Now, the last time I went to Poland, I went there for a little over two weeks and they stayed another four weeks. Uh, I was working. I was busy coming back. It was no problem. This time, and but before then, they went without me for five weeks, six weeks, and I was a wreck. But a lot of had to do with that, my, with my substance abuse issue and, and just living in my fucking head. Living in my fucking head all the time. And that's, I had an anxiety issue. I don't have that uh, difficulty with getting outside of that now. I don't have a difficulty getting outside. I do have those things every so often. I acknowledge them. I feel them. 
But I realized that a lot of times you just, things work yourselves out. They seem like when things pile up, they could seem like everything's happening to you. Everything bad is happening to you and it's nothing good at the end. But there's, there's, if you, if you search hard enough, in mo- most situations, there are silver linings. Just like that movie with Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence and Robert De Niro. There's silver linings into some difficult situations. I'm not saying all situations, some of them are hard, and we just got to bear through those. And I hope everyone does bear up to that and seeks help if they have a problem. But uh, And I don't want people white-knuckling it. I'm not white-knuckling now, and a lot of that has to do with you as listeners and staying with me. I do appreciate that. If you like the show, please share it with your friends. Uh, like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you come down to Key Largo, stop by the Catch. Tom the Keys bartender sent you the Catch restaurant and bar. You heard me say that all the time. We're in Maya Marker 102. There's a lot of other places to go too. Also, I'm not precluding that they're not great places here. I'm just saying if you stop at our place, we every place has its own unique character and things like that. And have been in business for a while. They're good at what they do. Well, once again, thank you very much. I'm going to say goodbye for now. I hope you have a great weekend. Um, since the family isn't, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do an episode tomorrow. Maybe I'll do one Sunday. Maybe I do, because I don't know. I'm going to be doing signings. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But um, maybe I'll do one early in the morning or try to do that before work. Because I can't do a signing before work. I'm going to have to lock into a regular live show just so I can get some of you listeners on. But I'm considering that. But we'll see what happens. You know, it'll help more if I'm getting paid doing it. I'm not telling you to pay me and stuff like that. I got to get off my ass and do that. But uh, thank you very much. Have a great weekend. And wherever you are, stay positive. Bye.